Hey folks, just a content warning that I want to give you for this episode before we get started. There is a content warning for attempted suicide by a victim of brainwashing and an ensuing discussion of the topic of suicide. This begins at 55 minutes and 35 seconds and ends at 1 hour and 20 seconds. Kabajarma, I haven't seen you in quite a while. It seems you're keeping busy, and you recognize Welcome Teacher. Oh, hi, Welcome Teacher. I, I do have a, a matter of some seriousness to discuss with you. Oh, of course. Don't know if any of you have heard the disturbing rumors recently about the wave. Rumors about the wave? No, I, I'm sorry, I haven't. Someone's messing with the gardens, right? Yes, I've. That's why why I've come. It's, there's been word spreading quite rapidly that people think that I and my students are responsible. While I would like to engage the services of the Myriad, and, and you in particular, Keva, I do not wish you to enter, uh, to enter into this without understanding the risk involved. I think I want to go to the garden them themselves and try to ascertain the nature uh, of, like, the disruption to the wave. Friend Egg, might you have any insight into the nefarious ne'er-do-wells who have tampered with the wave gardens? One of those eyes grows up out of the garden that uh, the Egg tends to use to keep an eye on things, and looks turns towards you and, and does a sort of slow blink. And um, yeah, you have Dag's attention. Dag increasingly has difficulty communicating with people who are not also on the wave in the way that he is. So you get some like ideas and thoughts and disjointed imagery, but it is difficult to make out a lot of information about it, except that there was something here that hurt the growth of the of the fungus. Someone is doing this using a bioweapon. Ah, uh, okay. Basically, Keva sends down a message to the mob, basically saying, like, I'm going to visit the queen. And she takes one of the damaged wave mushrooms in, like, a jar or whatever goes down. <laughs> Hi, Maeve. I have a sample for you. And she takes out the mushroom. Seems someone is willfully sabotaging our wave gardens, and I need to find out who. Oh, that's exciting. It's been a while. Uh, it's always mushrooms down here, though. It seems like you're dealing with some kind of pest specifically made to disrupt the wave coming from the gardens. They're not looking to completely raise them, as that would be a little too obvious, but just enough to disrupt their function. Boy, that's fun. Not, you know. All right. Wendy says you're good people. I'll take that risk. Yeah, we've been out here in these gardens. Someone I know, but don't particularly like has decided to cause problems for you here. I'm Ferocity Plane on her face. I'm a scout and I'm not from around here. If you want to help, I got a job for you. If you don't want to help, let me go and finish it myself. Um, I'm kind of having a hard time with this. Uh, I can keep at it, but uh, if I do, I might damage your device or the data on it. Um, what do you want to do? What I want to do, and what probably all of us want to do right now, is, uh, skedaddle. Trouble's coming. 
And as that happens, you feel a rumbling and something bursts up out of the ground uh, right below you. So all of you are now in a uh, risky position. What has just burst from the ground? You were already in a risky position. You are now in a desperate position. So what I did there was uh, one control, the one risky consequence. So I reduced your position and the risky consequence was ticking this clock up. Right. The ground opens up and all of you now no longer have ground below you. Instead, what's below you is a some kind of mechanical machine thing. It looks like it has many legs and a bunch of stuff up on its back as well. It's uh, about the size of a, you know, like a Volkswagen camper van. Okay. Is that, is that yeah. a, a size reference that's useful to anybody? <laughs> that was my dream car when I was in uh, high school. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically a, a very, a, a big van. It's the size of a big van. Um, but it's got segmented legs on it. It's a uh, chrome. It looks like it, it is chrome covered type thing. Uh, the chromatic covering is not chromatic. The chrome covering looks to have flaked or uh, been rubbed off in several different places. It doesn't look like it's in necessarily great shape, uh, but as you are taking this in, the roof part of it opens up and where in a VW camper van that would pop up into a tent type thing. Uh, instead, several weapons come out and start shooting at you. Uh, so you are falling through what was the ground towards a van-sized vehicle with legs that is shooting a bunch of what appear to be plasma bolts at all of you. Um, what would you all like to do? I would like to wreck it, Ralph. Uh, fist first, start diving at it with the intent to punch it in the schnoz. Okay. Uh, to punch it in the schnoz from where you are, you will first need to resist the level two harm scorched to get close enough through the fire to touch this thing. Um, can I do Charm Guard, generate an impenetrable field of hair to protect us all? Uh, yes, you can do Charm Guard. So you can generate an impenetrable field of, in this case, your hair. And uh, it's been too stressed to do that. It lasts for a few minutes. Uh, impenetrable means from both sides. So if you're putting you and the group inside of it, then you are all inside of it and the uh, vehicle's on the other side. and Basically, you fall down. Uh, Jojo, you're getting ready to wreck it Ralph in uh, when suddenly you and Ollie and Keva and uh, Windy Traveler and Ferocity playing on her face are all falling down inside a large... What shape does this take? Is it just like a bubble? Yeah, it's like the bubble from Airbag Bubble, uh, like from Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Just like it's a bubble that also has a strapped in for impact. Okay. Yeah, so you basically, is the outside, is the hair, it's kind of, it's not rigid, right? The hair is kind of like, it gives a little bit, it's more rubbery oh, than yeah. steel-like. Yeah, I mean, it looks metallic. It can basically change how brittle and how rubbery it is. Okay, Um. so do you want to land on top of this thing in your hair bubble, or do you want to bounce off of it? Because depending on how you set your your density, how you set your elasticity one or the other will happen both are very funny to me so it's just whichever you <laughs> prefer i think we're gonna land on top okay uh so inside the cocoon uh here you hear a crunching sound underneath you as the uh hair shield impacts the opened up top of this vehicle and i mean you can't see out of it but you presume probably for forces that hatch back shut with the weight of all of you together in it 
and you are now inside an impenetrable force field for a few minutes. Uh, Hi, everyone. This just happens naturally when I get freaked out and my hair cocoons. It's fun-ish. Been a while since it happened last. Uh, Windy Traveler seems to be taking this quite well. <laughs> He's, uh, he looks around for a moment and is there any glow in here or is it just dark? Oh, I mean, there can be light in there, but it's not from the hair. Oh, right. so no Rapunzel hair? <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I don't know if the nanobots can emit light. Maybe it would be like a glow-in-the-dark glow, not as bright as Rapunzel's. Yeah, so it might just have like a flashlight or lantern yeah. or a glow bug. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, but Wendy Traveler just sits down cross-legged and uh, puts his hands on his knees. And he says, I will master my impulses. I will be calm. And he closes his eyes. Uh, you can see that his tattoos on his arms, and you can see slightly uh, in the V and the tunic, a, a few of them over his chest as well. They are softly glowing, not enough to really illuminate anything, but there's a, you can see the outline of him thanks to the soft glow of his tattoos. Like it's like a slight, a light bioluminescence mod that he's got. Um, and Ferocity pulls another thing out from her belt and just turns on a, a flashlight. Well, this is something. Yep. She shines the light around. Uh, I think she's looking to see if Ollie and uh, Jojo are okay. I'm fine. Uh -huh. Sorry, this never happened to you. This, you know, this is your first time. In my hair cocoon. What is that thing? Does anyone know? Which thing? The thing outside? Yeah. No idea. Ferocity Windy? Oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's his ride for sure. Yeah, that's his ride. Oh, okay. Looks in worse shape than last I saw it, but uh, oof, good thing we got this, this shield here. How, uh, how much can this uh, hold up against? I can't imagine he's taking this well out there. You know, I don't know how, how much it, it's impenetrable. It's impenetrable. It's impenetrable. Uh, well, pretty much. Her eyes, uh, her pupils dilate as her eyes widen. And she says, uh, okay, all right. So everybody, everybody stop breathing. Uh, stop breathing. Don't breathe anymore. Please, uh, no breathing. No, they aren't going to let us suffocate. They, okay, look. Uh, okay, okay. And she's like trying to calm herself down, but you can see that the, the flashlight is starting to shake. This might be, um, she mentioned before, I don't do the prisoner thing. Uh, so mm -hmm. this might be bringing up some unpleasant memories for her. No, 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 no. Kid, or how old is she? Uh, she's in her 20s. Yeah, I'm, 20s. I, I just, that was the CD thing to refer to people as kids. Sorry. She, she's early 20s. So she's a little bit younger than Keva. So Keva would not say kid anyway. So anyway, she would say, it's okay. We will get out in a few minutes. I am going to roll us to safety, Keva says. <laughs> and the ball starts moving. Okay. I was worried for a minute that you'd have, you'd have to hamster ball it. Everybody get up and start pushing. No, no. <laughs> This is like an extension of Keva's body. If Keva wants it to roll, like muscle movement on the outside, it's gonna gently start. Kind of, it's gonna start rolling. But every it's everyone's gonna go upside down. I'm sorry, um, but I imagine that since they're nano machines and they're like biological whatever, they would be able to like make 
contact, they'd be able to suction in air. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you're actually at risk of uh, suffocating, mm-hmm. at least in this environment where there is uh, oxygen. Like, and you're only going to be in here for a few minutes. But yeah, I you can't see what's out there, so you are moving without the that benefit. Um, I think as it starts to move, as you feel the cocoon bumping into things, you can't hear much from outside, but you hear like bump, bump. You feel like a bumping in in various directions as you do this. Um, can I do a roll to try to psychically call a friend, or maybe not psychically, just? You could use your phone. I don't. It's is impenetrable. Is it impenetrable to signals? I guess it it does say impenetrable. Yeah, but this is also a psychic extension of Keva's brain. Because mm. what I was thinking was that. Kevin would be able to call the express. Okay. But you want to, hmm. Okay. I think I think the way that this deploys, when it deploys in this way, uh, you know, as an automatic protection thing, it makes itself impenetrable. And by impenetrable, it means that. So I don't think okay. that there is, while this is up, I don't think that there is anything coming in or out. Okay. That's the I think the trade-off for it being completely impenetrable to danger it's also completely impenetrable to anything else okay but is, since it is part of keva's psychic link is she able to like look outside if she if i do a roll uh yeah you can probably do a roll to try and open a window but that that puts okay. you that puts you at risk to do that it's in a risky position okay okay we're at an impasse so i'm going to try to figure out what direction we're going in so okay. i will do that uh are we able to hear if the the van is still attacking the shield from outside uh i don't think you can hear anything from outside like the crunch was something that keva kind of felt so i guess keva you would be able to tell if you were being attacked and right now you can feel that there's maybe some there are several things poking at the outside of the uh at the outside of the cocoon uh they don't appear to be striking yet but the poking is coming from multiple directions and does appear to be increasing in force. Okay. So is is this this not actually shape, is it? It could be. Shape new technology, modify existing machinery, write code, deploy hardware, repair malfunctioning technology. I guess does that count as communicating with your technological brain extension? nano machines to make a hole so Kevin could see where she's going and try to move it out of uh the way of that ship yeah you can give it a shot okay and that's 1d6 yeah failure it was a two got some hot rolls okay so um right walk me through one more time what was the goal and what was the action you were doing okay the goal was to be able to look out, like weaken one spot enough that Kevin could see through it. So it was no longer impenetrable in that spot. It was still very strong, but it's like a mesh in that one spot instead of, or a window or whatever, very small. So that Kevin could look out, ascertain the situation and try to start rolling them uh, away from the ship. Okay, so two things happen at once here. Uh, one, you do succeed in opening a hole in your impenetrable force field. So that happens, you open the hole. Uh, the downside to that is that one of the things that's poking at your force field is also poking in that spot where the hole opens. Okay. And one of those segmented legs uh, crashes in 
and the point on the end of it looks like it's about to stab you. Um, so I think the complication here is uh, a level two harm stabbed, pierced. Pierced would be the one. Can I defend? Of course you can. Cool. They protect, uh... but they also attack. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. All right. When you protect teammates or NPCs, intercepting fist, take plus one D to your res resistance roll. So this is, I would assume, kinesis. So do I roll three or four of that or how many? You roll three because it's plus one. Cool. Resist all the things. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. It worked. Six, six, six. There we go. Let the me... devil's crit. The devil's um... crit. <laughs> I just imagine now that like, Jojo just like punches at it and it like severs and as it comes out to try to attack Keva. Yeah, I think uh, the, the point comes in and Jojo, you dash in and what? What is what's the image here as you succeed uh, heroically in this defense? You can disable this limb as well, if you wish, in this attempt. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I'll catch it and then just tear it off. All right. Uh, as you rip it off, you the momentum from that, I think, sends the cocoon bouncing off of the top of the vehicle you can hear a little bit from the outside now seeing as there's this uh this thing penetrating the field uh you can hear several voices and uh people appear to be readying weapons uh but the ball is uh, the the hairball is bouncing off down some direction away from whatever's happening out here you've got maybe 30 seconds left before this uh field uh, before the hair shield, the charm field uh, fails entirely, but you have succeeded. You clear one stress for your uh, critical uh, resistance roll there, and you've got this end of the uh, of the limb in your hands. And everybody is getting, I guess, sort of tossed around the inside of the cocoon as it bounces wildly down whichever way we're going here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Are we risky or desperate position? Uh, you are still in a desperate position. Um, you will be back in a desperate position once the charm field opens again. Uh, okay. I think you are in risky at when you're acting within it until the 30 seconds are up. Gotcha. I think a uh, windy traveler goes to, uh, he is, has his eyes squeezed shut and he is muttering some type of mantra to himself as he bounces uh, around in his restraints. And uh, you see Ferocity playing on her face. She is still looking very, she's not happy with the situation. Like she's going through something bad right now. It's like a harness, but okay. Yeah, she's like they're jiggling in the harness, but she's not, it's not the necessarily the fact that she might get bounced around that is causing her to have a bad time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, everyone. Uh, we've cleared the obstacle. So everything will detract in t minus 15 seconds brace yourselves i think uh yeah windy traveler nods and looks over towards ferocity and looks back at you and says uh you may need to brace her of course and like keva like it spools out for keva to brace ferocity okay and yeah the cocoon unfurls unspools and you're finding yourself bouncing down what appears to be a tunnel that has been bored through the underground, presumably by that van thing. Uh, and there are several people running towards you with unfamiliar looking guns, which are firing. The few shots spatter off of the last remnants of your unspooling impenetrable force field 
uh, and they are continuing to run towards you, getting ready to fire. You are back into a desperate position, but you are no longer falling onto a uh, field of death. So that's good. Uh, I would like to use my tidebreaker ability. Uh, I'm going to push myself to engage a small group on equal footing. Sounds awesome. You you do so. What does this look like? How does uh, how do you power up? Uh, oop, see if you can hear the dogs. I think it's almost like a a very short Super Saiyan power up. And the kind of spirit energy that's usually kind of just shimmering and enveloping Jojo uh, flares up briefly before they charge in. Okay. Uh, yeah, go for it. Give it a sh- give it a shot. See what you can do. I'm going to set up a clock for this group. Hey, five. Okay. For a skirmish roll. All right. So you got a five on your skirmish roll. With your reverie school, you have potency in unarmed combat and don't suffer reduced impact or worse position if you're unarmed against opponents with melee weapons. Uh, they do have guns. So I think... Uh, as you are charging forward, they are firing their their uh, spark rifles at you, and uh, you you get tagged a couple of times, which will get you the level two harm plasma burn. Uh, what level harm was that? Level two. Level two. Um, I would like to try to resist that. Okay. Um, give it a shot. Are you resisting with your? I feel like this might almost be. If you're using your spirit energy, it might almost be semiosis. Or are you, if you're dodging out of the way, it's kinesis. Oh yeah, no, I, I'm I'm zigzagging, serpentining. Okay. I mean, ultimately, it's like the same role, but I was just wondering if like you're using your spirit energy to stop the blasts in their tracks, or if you were dodging between them. But the dodging is what's going on. So yeah, roll your kinesis to resist. You roll a three. That means you take three stress, and you reduce uh, you reduce that. You're able to dodge out of the way of the blasts. Uh, now, I did not mention before we did the roll, we are in desperate position because you're under fire as you approach. Uh, normally, I would say that the skirmish was limited uh, impact due to them having guns and you need to run up towards them. But you have the reverie school, so you have standard impacts. Uh, standard impact will fill two ticks on this grasp of heaven clock. Oh, my. There we go. Uh, yeah, so you're in amongst them. What does it look like as you, I would say this takes one of them out. There are four people here. One of them is you're taking them out. Uh, yeah, I think I would just dodge and I would, uh, yeah, I think I would make a beeline for whoever is in the back line, kind of surprise them by, uh, you know, running past them instead of just taking the the one nearest to me. Okay. It looks uh, sick as hell, of course. Uh, you can see that these people are wearing armor over their body that has a similar slightly What's the word I'm looking for? What's the thing that happens to chrome when it blackens? Does it just become almost like shiny obsidian or? Oh, let me see here. No, I don't want chrome the browser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, could I have declared my heavy shield for that last defend to take minus one stress? Um, Was that, sorry, for your resistance? Yeah. Tell me what that does. Uh, heavy shield... When you resist a consequence that the shield could help stop, you take minus one stress. Okay. So yeah. I'm under. Okay, cool. Let me mark that down. There's a specific term that I'm looking for. And for some reason, I just cannot find what the term is for the thing that happens to Chrome when it, uh, when it starts to degrade. There's a specific term for it. But anyway, it's Chrome that looks like it has, uh, it has degraded uh, in, in spots. Like there are patches where the Chrome has rubbed off and you can just see a matte black surface underneath the uh, armor is uh it's a uh, it's got these like swoosh it's got a swooshy look to it i want to kind of kind of describe it as swooshy like um it's got lots of curves that curve up towards the end like in the design the helmet like curves up towards the back and then there's a, a point that it curves up to and then the front of the helmet is uh it looks sort of like a uh it, it's rounded but with a bit of a, an angle to it 
like um, you know dr fate's helmet yeah that's what i'm thinking of it looks kind of Ooh. like that but uh with silvery chrome with some of the spots where the chrome has been uh burnished away and there's that point that it sort of comes to in the front uh, a wide point i want to say uh like an axe that's very wide going back from that and then it swoops up into the back like a bird's tail sort of uh in the back of the helmet uh they do not have capes uh, the rest of their armor is also chrome styles um swooshy plates on it that all have that sort of teardrop shape motif to them with the narrow end of the teardrop curving up and outwards wherever wherever it appears so that's the look that they have here um yeah they all have guns some of them appear to have other weapons their rifles uh are are firing um holly and keva you are both also under fire as jojo dashes into the midst of this group what would you like to do and i'm trying to figure out what i could do um i always say look at your gear that's usually the most unique thing about your playbook is what your what gear you have should help you inform how your character behaves um okay how about um Oh, we can use that to blind, um, to, to try and blind them. Uh, do oh, okay. the same tactic that we did last time. Um, let me think. What, what was our, our code word and our thing? Do you remember? I think we literally just called it what the device was called. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, um, is it the Somnic smoke you're going to use? The sleepy, sleepy time one? Yes, yes. Let's do that. Yeah. Ooh. Sleepy time. Okay. I will. I will say uh, it's possible still that, you know, Ollie is in a panic because I don't think Ollie is a, a soldier or anything. Oh, no. And hasn't noticed this. But um, as an engineer type, Ollie would look at that armor and might assume that it is environmentally sealed. The smoke route then. Okay. So you declare the tech belt and then you mark off one that you fire for the express <sighs> to appear. Okay. Yes. Keva has tapped a few buttons on her you know, contact device and... and the express uh, responds to your ping and you get the impression of speed and urgency um, and you can feel it approaching. I started a clock yes. here. Um, let's see. I'm going to do a fortune roll uh, with your tier, which is one. Okay. Well, I'm going to fill it. Uh, so that fills one segment of the express clock. The express is on its way. Uh, Ollie, so when you are using your Somnic smoke, as I recall, you have a cool handheld pistol-like uh, launcher device that you're using. They load the canisters yep. onto. Okay. Uh, all right. Give it a trace roll. I guess if you're firing with precision from a distance, you're in a desperate position. Uh, I think this is going to be limited effect. You got a partial success there. I'm in a desperate position, partial success means that uh, there are, of course, complications. Uh, please make sure everyone you are rolling desperate actions. So when you roll desperate actions, you know you get experience in that attribute, right? Everybody's I doing that. I already checked it off. Yeah. Jojo, you as well. Are, do we also get experience for resistance rolls? Uh, actions, desperate actions. Okay, gotcha. So I'm good. When you're inside, when I was inside of it's only when you roll, it doesn't matter what you roll. Yeah, any action that you roll. And the hair, but when we were inside the hair, it was not desperate. Uh, anything you did inside the hair that only affected inside the hair was risky because you were okay. in an impenetrable field. Yeah, because I'm trying to figure out if my roll a moment ago, 19 minutes ago exactly is, you know, counts. I would say for now, count it and we can okay. always check the tape. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Ollie, you rolled a five desperate uh, limited effect. 
So, hmm. okay. So you fire the uh, the Somnic smoke and limited partial effect. I think one of the limited partial impact, one of the people that you are uh, firing it towards, their suit is not fully sealed. Uh, so I'm going to put uh, one tick on that clock. So we're at a three out of six on dealing with this group from uh, this group. And uh, a complication here, I am going to, I have an idea, but I'm not sure if this is the best what time to. Okay. Um, so you are in a, an area of the Rudero Bloom where you normally don't go. People don't generally dig down that far, this far uh, into the ground beyond initial exploratory stuff or like when Capybara Owl is digging, digging himself a new, a new burrow. Or uh, digging herself a new burrow. Or the maw. Or the maw, yeah. Um, so there's stuff gets weird the deeper down you get into whatever it is that makes up the foundation upon which Medleystead rests. Um, and part of that weirdness is that the connection between realities grows thinner. And you can feel as this conflict between groups from different dimensions in this strange underground place is happening. There is an attention turned towards you, Ollie. And I am going to tick up your clock that we established back at the outpost, uh, that six tick clock of attention on Ollie from whatever was causing those rifts. And as this is a desperate consequence, that means I will tick it up by three to four out of six. How's that sound? Yikes. Yeah, I like you it. You feel your hair standing on end and it's the feeling of being watched. Um, but beyond that, the Somnic smoke it appears to be slowing down. One of the people whose uh, armor is not perfectly sealed, maybe that rot in the uh, in the chrome is uh, is letting things in. It's slowing them down, uh, but the smoke is still billowing around, and it is might make things difficult for Jojo in this enclosed space. Uh, speaking of which, Jojo, what are you up to? Uh, I am continuing to throw hands, as the youths would say. Okay. I'm going to take up the express clock by one as we continue this uh, conflict. And okay, so tell me what uh, what this looks like as you continue to engage with them. Uh, I'm going to keep punching. Hey, there's another six. Um, that's good. So you're at uh, standard effect. And I think position. Uh, so with a six, that's good. That's what we want to see. Go ahead, I think. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I think, uh, you know, in the interest of... Um, evening the odds a bit since they insist on fighting dishonorably and using guns um i want to pick up the guy i knocked out and use them as a club oh yeah of course obviously <laughs> uh yeah you picked up the the knocked out person and with a nice clubbing move you can feel like the armor appears to have almost locked up when the user is unconscious so that makes it a perfect club for jojo to wield and smack into uh, one of the others, and I think that very swiftly takes down the uh, the one who was slowed down by the Somnic Smoke, so your combo move did work there. Is Jojo holding their breath, or what's the? how is Jojo approaching the smoke this time? Uh, yeah, I think we're used to calling out the maneuvers when they happen, when they happen. so I think uh, upon the announcement of the Somnic Smoke, uh, Jojo will hold her breath, like last time, actually. Okay, uh, so you're holding your breath. Good. And yeah, there's still two of these folks and one of them is backing up and continuing to fire their spark shot rifle at you. And the other one slots their spark shot rifle into a uh, looks like a holster across their lower back, like a horizontal one. And in the same motion pulls out the other thing that is holstered 
in, in their lower back, which is a uh, a sword. And the sword springs to life. It is making that same high-pitched humming sound that you heard Ferocity's knife making when she was slashing at the net. And uh, speaking of which, you see Ferocity. Um, she is working on pulling herself together, and Windy Traveler is over sort of uh, sheltering her with his body, trying to pull her into like, it's a straight tunnel. There's not really anywhere to hide, but he's trying to pull her away from the, the field of the fire. She is um, shaking her head and like clenching her fist. She is reaching into her belt as if to get out something else. Windy Traveler appears to be trying to stop her from doing whatever she's doing, but uh, she's pulling things out of her belt and slotting them together. Mm. Her hands are a little shaky, but she's still doing it. Uh, is this tunnel comprised of earth um it it's hard to say if it is earth it's like really hard packed clay uh but it might be some type of mineral as well okay kevin's gonna take out a heavy ordnance and shoot at the ceiling to cause some debris to fall down okay above herself or above jojo and the oh yeah jojo's over there Crap. Also, that's the way out. But... Dang it! Okay, yes. Yeah, so, okay, so my my clever my clever plan won't work. Okay, let's try something else then. <laughs> yeah, can Keva shoot the <laughs> the net gun again at these people? And you have it. You can certainly shoot it again. Yes, you won't have JoJo to steady you, but you can do that. Okay. Maybe someone else can can help as well. There's always lots of reasons to use teamwork. Mm-hmm. And I think there's one harmony left. I don't know if you've been... There haven't been a lot of group actions this session, so there haven't been... Uh, oh, wait, there was one. There was... Uh, yeah, there. so you have two harmony because Jojo rolled a six while defending. Okay. So there's two harmony currently available. So I'm going to use a harmony. Was When I rolled that before, was that skirmish? Uh, trace is usually for shooting in distances. Uh, if you want to get up close and fire the net gun, you can you can try that for sure. I think firing the net gun at these power-armored individuals, your desperate position, this will have a limited effect. Shear off armor? Yeah, that's an option too. Sorry, I'm just looking. Hmm. It's Sometimes it's so hard to decide. Is Keva going to go in just trying to shoot a net at these people to disable them. Is she going to um, do how uh, robotic are their suits? Uh, It's difficult to tell. Uh, It's unfamiliar technology. They look like it. It's either some type of ceramic or metallic deal. There might be some type of potentially either organic or maybe some type of rubberized suit in between the joints. It's difficult to tell without more about uh, the technology of this group. So Keva can't try to hack and freeze up their power armor, basically. Keva can absolutely try to do that. Okay, I'm going to try to do that. We'll we'll just roll the dice here, shape, uh, and try to basically connect with and freeze them up okay so you're in a desperate position still and uh, i'm gonna use a harmony so that i roll two die okay this is unfamiliar technology i would say this will have limited effect you can always get a lotus gambit push yourself or get assisted i got a five that's a partial okay partial success all right uh so what is this what's the what's the visual here there's the one of them that's backing up uh providing cover fire 
they're like trying to keep Jojo suppressed while the other one gets their sword ready and advances on Jojo. The remaining two are down. I think that Keva's hair just shoots out in these quick little tendrils and kind of connects to actually the weapons and tries to mess with the electronics. Okay. Uh, so you got a partial success there. I think uh, I think you're able to get your hair attached to the one that's uh, backing up. The one with the uh, sword, you know, because they've got that sword whipping back and forth, mm-hmm. it's it'd be a more dangerous proposition to try and connect there. It might, you know, cause you stress or harm uh, if your hair gets chopped like that. And the other yeah. one is they're they're both focused on Jojo at the moment, so you're able to slip your hair past to the one that's further back and connect in with them. Uh, I think what happens is that that one um, in the back, their suit seizes up, basically. Uh, you you are in control of their weapon at this point. Are you going to have it fire on the other one? Ooh. Because regardless, you have filled this clock for this group. Yeah. So you have dealt with this obstacle. Just a question of how you, how you want to flavor that. Kevin discharges the gun near the other one's like feet so that they have to try to dodge basically she's not shooting she's not aiming at them but it is in their general direction okay so the being fired upon by their ally from behind them i think is enough to get them to turn away from jojo and i think at that point the fight's basically over you have provided the opening uh and uh, Jojo, what is what is the final thing here that 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 they do? Uh, are there any any enemies still left up? Just the one who has who is being fired upon by like this is a, you're not you're not rolling anything. This is just the narrative. They have been dealt with by Keva's action of taking control of the other one's gun and firing on the the sword sword person's uh, feet, causing that person to turn away from you. So you have the opening to end this. Uh, yeah, I will just I will finish the fight as the master chief once said. Right. What's Ooh, that look like? Yeah, you don't need to roll anything. Like I, oh, said. I was just going to walk up to the dude and clock him. Mm. Okay. Uh, so you clock him, I'll use your roll there to uh, show us that we have filled up the express clock. So that, okay, that person goes down. Uh, the four armored individuals uh, are out of commission at this point. They're not able to fight back. Uh, the vehicle up at the mouth of the tunnel where it broke through into the surface below you, uh, below the, the community garden up there. It is on its uh, feet again, like it's moving. And the manipulators that it has are, like one of them is broken off because you have that one down here uh, with you in the tunnel. But the rest of them are beginning to uh, scrabble at the edges of the uh, opening up to the surface. And it looks like it's attempting to pull itself out, uh, which is when the express arrives. And I think the uh, van vehicle is just on the verge of pulling itself out of the hole in the ground. And the express just slams into it. Express is like three (laughs) times its size. Just wham. Uh, It's six chicken legs um, grabbing into the ground as its body just turns and does a, you know, when you do that fishtail sideways turn in your car. And you slam a person with the with the the, the back of your car. So the express oh, just you've done that once before, Arp? Not in real life, of course. <laughs> uh, the express charges up and like its two front claws, two front talons dig into the ground and the rest of its bulk just swings around and slams into the van vehicle, smashing it back down onto its back in the hole. And and the manipulators are sort of 
twitching, um, but it is no longer posing a threat. I think the Express is looking down, you know, shining its lights down into the tunnel, trying to find you. Uh, and as it does that, uh, let me see here. Okay. As it does that, the van thing, the manipulators that are flailing up in the air, they change their angle so that they are pointing downwards and dig into the ground. As they do, there is this explosion of dirt and dust and smoke as the uh, vehicle seems to dig further down into the ground and it appears to be doing something that causes the uh, dirt to fill in behind it. So the tunnel you're in is starting to collapse because this vehicle, uh, I just did a, a fortune roll using its tier. Uh, this vehicle is now digging down and away in a different direction, uh, which is undermining the tunnel that already exists here. So you're going to need to get out of here uh, now. Kevin just says, okay, we need to get out of here now. Uh, yeah. yeah the, the Express uh, puts its front uh, talons down into the tunnel and lowers its uh, front so that it opens up the front uh, ramp for all of you to run towards and into. While the mm -hmm. tunnel is beginning to shake, things are starting to fall from the tops and sides. Do we have to roll? To... No, you don't have to roll anything for this. This is just, you know, narrative Later. flavor. <laughs> yeah, JoJo's I'll... being the uh, unconscious folks' wisdom. Uh, all of them? Uh, as many as I can carry. Uh, Kevin will help carry. Ollie will try to help, but probably <laughs> fail. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, okay, it's probably JoJo can probably grab two of them and Kevin, you can probably grab two. So that's fine. And I guess Ollie is... Ollie's behind, <laughs> like holding up one of their legs. <laughs> Well, he's lifted up in the air <laughs> as Kevin pulls one up in the air. I'm hoping yeah. to. Oh, yeah. she, she's like got them ahead of her with the hair and all that. Just like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, Ferocity plane on her face has completed the thing that she was building, which appears to have been uh, a rifle that was broken up into many different pieces. And just as she's finishing and clicking the last piece into place, she looks up to see that the encounter appears to be over. And she looks very pissed off about that. Uh, clearly looking for some kind of outlet for uh, what she's been feeling. But uh, she just mutters something and grabs uh, Windy Traveler's arm and drags him up towards uh, the Express. Windy Traveler grabs the uh, broken off manipulator on his way so that he's carrying that. And uh, you are all able to get up into the Express. The Express bounces back up onto the surface and clatters off, uh, gallops off as this sinkhole now here in the uh, dairy district begins to collapse in on itself and uh yeah there's there's been some serious damage this garden is out of commission the wave is going to be not working in this area until uh we can get some more spores in and you know this, this public area has been essentially destroyed uh, but you're all inside the express now how are you feeling what's going on in there i was like putting handcuffs on these peeps and well, no, she's not, actually. She's talking to the Express. Thank you for coming, Express, Keva says, and pats the side of it. Express um, is content and proud. Good. It should be. Uh, I wish I would have put a tracker on that thing. You could do a flashback and do exactly that. <laughs> um, sure. If, if, I can, if I can do that, if you're going to allow it as DM. Yeah. That's a that's a mechanic in the game. Oh wow! <laughs> I had no idea how helpful. I love this game system already. Yeah, Don't... you can always do a flashback and say when this was happening, I did that, or I did this in the past to prepare for this exact situation. Yeah, uh, I think 
So in general, flashbacks come in free, one stress or two stress or more, depending on how unlikely the action is. Okay. Uh, I, I don't think planting a tracker is an unlikely thing, and I don't think having a tracker is something unlikely for Ollie. So do you have no. any gear that might reflect a tracker or something along those lines? Um, let's look at my list of gear. This could maybe be, let's see, infiltration kit. Yeah, I can see that because you would be. Yeah. Yeah, you'd use it for tracking during an infiltration mission, uh, keeping track of who's where. Okay. Uh, does this get like launched from your uh, tech belt canister launcher as well, or is there a different way that Ollie does this? Um, can I have something that does that's kind of like the tracker in Spider Man? Yeah, why not? You know how he he has the little spider that flies mm -hmm. off. I want yes, it to be course. a little. I want it to be a little tick, though. Yeah, I was immediately thinking, of course, it is a tick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Great minds think alike. Okay. I think to get this on there, it's either going to be finesse or trace. Uh, so you'll take one stress to do this flashback because it's a flashback that requires you to do some stuff for it to work. Okay. And then we'll do the action. It was, uh, you were in a desperate position at the time. I think you've got the gear, so that'll bring it up to standard effect. Uh, so you can, I think either finesse or trace will work for standard effects here. Let, let's do trace because I actually have something in there. Okay. Yeah, you're firing, you're firing it off from some kind of launcher to get that tick in there. And there's three harmony of, oh, oh you got God. a six. Good. Yay! Yes. Finally. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you launch it and the tracker tick lands on like a, on the on this vehicle before it is able to dig itself away what is the process by which it attaches itself is it just like a tick it's just like a tick <laughs> <laughs> this little metal tick uh you know digs its head into the uh into the hide of that vehicle okay so <laughs> flashback to the present and don't forget to mark and uh experience and analysis got it yeah, I was right. going to be still like, did that tracker you set up take? Uh, yeah, I think so. Ollie's going to pull out a, a, a data pad or whatever one uses to check on your tracker. And, yeah, probably just uh, your slate. Yeah, I'm going to pull out their slate and then uh, press a couple buttons and... Yeah, you can, you can see that the tracker is online. I think because this vehicle is tunneling and underground and there's dimensional interference, you can't get an exact location but you can get a direction and they don't appear to have noticed that it's there. So um, that'll be a way that you can maybe find and track them in the future. In the future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. seems to kind of be working. Um, we should have a general idea of what direction they're going in, uh, but nothing exact. So <sighs> that's a lot more than we had before. Is everyone all right? Kava is asking, but pointedly at wind and ferocity uh, windy traveler appears to have resumed his uh, meditative state he is like you can see like the wts they don't sweat that's not how they're engineered mm -hmm. but you can see that there's like a very subtle tremor going through him as if his adrenal system has been overcharged and he has been like suppressing it this whole time and he's just like he he does not respond, but he appears to be okay, but uh, dealing with some stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, likewise, I think uh, Ferocity, plain on her face, she is, uh, her hands are much steadier now. Uh, she does have, you know, a, a sheen of sweat across her forehead, 
And, uh, you know, her tunic is sticking to her back a little bit. She's removed her cloak for now and folded it carefully. Um, she is pointedly sort of very loudly almost disassembling the rifle that she had just put together and putting the components back into her belt pouches. And she says, I'm fine. Uh, so why does your weapon come in so many parts? Well, I don't always want people to know I got a gun, do I? And a rifle, she says, as she snaps the stock into a few smaller pieces and folds them. It takes up a whole lot of space, which is not necessarily the best thing in the world if you're, uh, you know, sneaking around, scouting no. about. I just use knives, Keva says, and casually pulls one out of her boot. He <laughs> gives you an appraising look and says, uh, yeah, speaking of which, I guess my knife's gone. She says, looking at Jojo and then down at her wrist and back at Jojo. It'd be a tough one to replace that. Did you eat that, Jojo? Right? What? No. Why would I eat a knife? <laughs> it, I, it just, it, she dropped it. Oh, it might still be there. We can well, look. I didn't drop it. I had some help. All okay. right, we dropped it. She pauses for a moment, then nods. Good enough. Now these people, she says, looking down at the armored figures. Uh, she nudges one of them with her toe. Uh, we're going to need to make sure that this armor don't come back online. Uh, it is bad news, as you saw. I don't know how many more of them are in that van, but uh, I guess it can't be too many or they'd be real cramped. Oh, I can turn it off. Oh, is that what I was doing? Good job. Yeah. Kevin That's some kind of... Uh, she's looking at the hair and looking at you, some kind of, uh, what, cable? That's a simplistic way of explaining it. It's kind of a art of, well, it, uh... She pauses and puts up her hand. She's like, I actually don't care that much. Uh, it can do the thing. It turns them off. Great. It's a mutation. Okay, cool. Uh, plenty of those. Uh, these folks, they are, like I said, bad news. I am... I got I got a glimmering, a gleaming why they how they got here. Uh, probably same way I did when I was following them. But uh, I am not entirely certain why they're doing what they're doing. So basically, the bad people here from your dimension coming to mess up our technology, and you don't know why. Well, uh, if we were back home, I would have a good idea of what they're up to, what they want, like the they're. The very secretive, very powerful, very influential people uh, back where I come from. Uh, I don't know if you got rich people here, but uh, that's what they're like. They do uh, what they want, and they do it in secret, and they can get away with a whole bunch of stuff that most of us would not get away with, if you know what I mean. Yeah, we tried to abolish the idea of wealth, but I guess like people kind of mass favors and stuff like that. All right, well, this group, they're called the Grasp of Heaven. They are... Uh, Okay. Back where I'm from, it's a place called Tamaris, and uh, I work with uh, I work with a real some real good people. We got uh, we got a mission. It's not that important right now, but this grasp of heaven folk, they're trying to get control of a bunch of old radiant technology. That's what we call stuff from before our civilization kind of fell apart a long, long time ago. We've rebuilt much since then, but they're trying to get control of a bunch of old radiant technology. That's well. It'd be bad news if they had that and their current power and influence. Again, I don't know what they think they're going to get out of messing with your technology here back home, but... Well, I mean... Hmm. You helped me out, though. That's all I can ask. Look, I I probably should have come to the people in charge of your city at first, uh, when I first got here, but... At least one of us Sunbreakers. I, I didn't know anything about Sunbreakers. I didn't know anything about no. anything... When I came through here, I, I came through a, a mall like that. Yeah, surrounded by mannequins and 
The first no. person I run into is this guy. She says, gesturing at uh, at a uh, windy traveler, and you know, he, he said he'd help me out, help me get back home. But uh, I don't know. I'm used to I'm more used to working in secret. It seems like maybe that's not how you all do it here as much. Um, not as much anymore. Keva turns to a windy traveler and it's like, now I want to understand why you didn't think to ask for help. Uh, windy traveler slowly opens his eyes and, uh, and looks up and he says, the people of our community have not been well disposed to dimensional travel in recent times. I mm. perhaps reacted poorly upon learning that our friend here came from another world through yet another rift following yet more invaders from beyond. I did not wish for her to become a target. It was not the best choice, I am sure, but old habits die hard. <laughs> it's okay, I forgive you. And uh, we're here to help now, and that's what's important. And you've done a very good job so far, Windy Traveler. Thank you. He nods. I will have to speak, of course, to my brother and my brothers in general, to mm -hmm. explain what has happened here, at least as much as we know. Of course. Uh, while you're doing that, I think Ferocity um, has come over to Ollie and is uh, crouching down near Ollie uh, around the armored figures. And she's looking at the four of them. And she looks at, uh, you know, one of them and says, uh, okay, well, okay, well, that one's dead. Uh, yeah, that one's okay. That one's dead. Uh, this one looks like unconscious. Okay, must be that sleep gas that you fired. Okay, that's that one then. Over here, uh, looks like a concussion, uh, I would assume. She leans down over the last suit of armor, the one that had the, um, the one that Kevik took control of, and she said, oh, I could, and here's someone moving around in there. Uh, I think, I think maybe, I think maybe this one is uh, currently entombed uh, in their own armor, and uh, I hate these people, but it's not a thing that I would wish upon them. So uh, you think you can maybe monkey that open or something? She asking um, Ollie? Yeah, she's, she has pegged you as the techie one. Oh, yeah. Ollie will have at it. Okay. Oh, yeah, so you're, you're working on that. And uh, she's pointing out like various parts of the technology and showing you like she's showing you how a standard technology works, where she comes from. So it's uh, mm. a learning opportunity for Ollie there. Oh, yeah. Ollie's taking it all in and asking all sorts of questions. Uh, I think with that, you can actually... No, I guess that's not useful in this experience. Okay, good. So that is what's happening. We're all there, and you're able to uh, figure out how to open up the helmet on this. And you open it up to see uh, inside is a young man. And he is a, a young man, we would say, maybe like East Asian features in our world. He has black hair that has been uh, cut into something like a mullet. Uh, his eyes are very angry and uh, he is, you can see that he is trying to move his armor as he looks at you and uh, says, the grasp of heaven will not be defeated by this ragtag group of ruffians. You will not stop our mission. Even now, my comrades in arms will be finding even more ways to claim what is ours. Kevo like tilts her head and says, what is yours? His eyes are darting back and forth and he is still trying to get a get control of his system again. Uh, he looks about 17. Yeah. Ish. Um, yeah, he's uh, he looks around at you and he his eyes land on ferocity for a moment. And he says, Pyre Hollows, 
and he opens his mouth as if about to bite down on something in his back teeth. Oh, no. And you um, see um, she reaches forward towards him like she's trying to get her hand into his mouth. She's next to him, but like, act now. Kevin's hair goes into his mouth. God, so uncomfortable. Oh, no. <laughs> that, was, that was literally when I had long hair. Just It was terrible. It was terrible. I hated when that happened. I know, but if I'm saving someone from self-destructing again this is something that keva would not want to happen in front of her again Mm -hmm. okay yeah you you do that Uh, i don't think there's necessarily a role necessary Mm -hmm. here uh keva your hair can move very quickly so instead he finds himself biting down on your hair which is a strange sensation for you uh not a painful one as we've established before but you can tell that there's someone biting it and he starts no the last time someone decided to commit suicide in front of me. It was very terrible, and I'm not letting that happen again, especially since you are so young. Uh, He is still trying to bite. Like, he looks like he is... His facial expression is changing from that anger and determination to there is more and more fear coming into it as he continues to try and bite down, and his attempts gradually uh, peter off. Uh, But it looks like he is still trying to figure out a way out of this. If you want to try and talk him down then probably some of you will need to talk him down can keva feel like the capsule or fake tooth just a question you can probably connect to it oh using your hair because it's there's something in there that's technological okay um i mean like i could talk him down also and i don't know take it out later uh yeah it's you determine what the uh what the process is here this young man is not going to succeed in activating whatever's in his mouth. I want to make clear there's never an option that that was going to happen. But, okay, uh, good. Yeah, okay. So Keva's going to connect to him. Okay. And let me roll the two die. And it was a success. So Keva's going to say, please understand, I was young and fighting for something. I mean, I'm still young. Still fighting for something that was the most important thing in the entire world. multiverse to me then and you are too but stopping trying to end your life over a failure over it is not the way to go you can always stop and reassess the situation you've been captured with some of your comrades and we're going to talk and we're going to try to see what you want and try to find something that will be amenable for both parties it's not worth dying over, Kiva says. Now, I'm going to make sure none of you can kill yourselves, and we're all going to talk and try to reach, figure out why you're here and what you want and help you. And you are able to, I think, uh, turning something off isn't very difficult, especially considering you've already mm-hmm. been able to connect to this technology. So you're able to, in this moment, disable whatever it is back there and uh he still looks panicked and scared and uh, it's more obvious than ever now that this is a kid and he closes his eyes and uh looks like he nods okay so keva turns it off and takes the thing out of her takes her hair out of the his mouth and the thing and just said We are not going to torture you, and we are not going to harm you. And I promise you, if anyone does that, I will harm them instead. My name is Keva Jarma, and I am a revolutionary from this world who stopped, well, 
evil from killing thousands of people and using them for their own gains. Now, that might sound terrible to you, or you might understand and not. You can tell me all about how wonderful and great your group is as much as you want. But you've come into a dimension that's not your own, and we're going to talk and understand why you've come here. Please. He, he's not responding. Like, he has his eyes closed and his head slightly turned to the side, but he is no longer moving, and okay. you get the impression that he, he is processing at the moment. He is uh, dealing with some stuff. Uh, in okay. opening up the rest of the people's armor you can see indeed one of them is dead the dead person looks to have been the leader of the group here uh she was probably in her it's it's difficult for havlon people to guess ages mm, yeah <laughs> um but she looks to have been a middle-aged type person yeah um, i think all we can tell is actually young yeah this is not a child. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is a middle-aged uh, person. Looks like she was um, you know, killed by during the during the battle there. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other two are both unconscious. Uh, they are both difficult to tell at this point with them both unconscious, but they both appear to be adults of varying ages. So uh, they are unconscious, and I'm going to guess that you're probably going to you and Ollie and uh, Jojo are probably going to work on dismantling this armor for now yeah well oh, yeah yeah we're gonna turn off the devices in everyone's mouth and then dismantle the armor and just kind of have them zip tied up you know or, or whatever but uh keva is going to turn to the young conscious young man and just be like how do this is not of any vital importance to your mission this is just for your comrade who has passed on what is the most um sorry i'm switching into my own voice instead of the kevin voice what's the most reverent um nice way of dealing with their remains uh he looks up at you again uh through his hair some of the mullet has fallen back into his face he pushes it back out uh, well he blows it back out uh, with his because his hands are free, mm -hmm. he's like blows his hair briefly out of his face. Uh, he looks at the dead commander, um, and he says, "I don't know anything about her." Okay. Um, how do your people deal with the dead? He frowns. I I don't know. All right. Well, um, I guess I'll just do what I've been taught. Um, and Keva just sort of moves the dead commander away and crosses the hands over the chest a la pharaoh-esque make sure the eyes are shut and um just so that they look like they're resting but you know obviously they're they're dead but basically what keva has learned from having to spend time with dr death themselves is cd mm -hmm. So the express uh, returns you to Medleystead, and you are you're back in the city. You know the the city proper. You were beneath Medleystead before. The express brings you back to like the aquarium, and uh, you see there that there's obviously a, a lot of messages for uh, you. And you know there's messages from from Ruth from the Logistarch. Uh, Concord Lagoon has sent a high priority message. Welcome teacher is there in person, and uh, he as the express settles down at the. I guess, parking area of the 
uh, aquarium and you all get out welcome teacher says uh i received your message thank you so much for finding at least part of the truth of the situation i will pass on everything i have learned and we will hope that the truth is enough to quell these feelings towards my people for now of course welcome teacher if you need any help de-escalating the situation i'm here he nods and um looks towards the uh the young the the child soldier and uh, the other two unconscious ones and he looks down at uh his uh his wrist he has a hollow like one of those hollow mist displays that comes up from the bottom of his wrist and he says i have spoken with concord lagoon uh, these are to be released into my care i will work with them we have some experience in he has a distant look for a moment and then seems to come back to himself and says deprogramming of course if you need my help with that as well <laughs> i am here to help of course they will be treated with every courtesy as we would treat anyone we hope to help here she turns to uh the young man and says you're going to go with my friend welcome teacher here she gestures towards him he's a very nice former soldier i guess say that and he shrugs i don't have a choice oh boy i'm sorry about that welcome teacher like gives you a a look and like a nod and then it's like the i'll i'll take care of this kind of thing and he goes over to speak with uh speak with the boy that brings us to the end of this mission i think mm -hmm. ferocity plain on her face didn't quite get what she wanted but you were able to help her at least draw out the grasp of heaven here and mm -hmm. uh we've got the uh, the tracer on them so that is i think in her mind that's a win and mm -hmm. you were able to complete uh, welcome teacher's request to find out what was truly going on with these disruptions to the wave so uh medleystead will be on higher alert now about this newest dimensional incursion and the dangers it represents all right uh that brings us to the end of our session for today and okay. uh thank you all for joining us until the next time all the best all the best all the best, all the best folks. see you space friends Bye-bye, space friends. Thank you.